Citizens Advice Pembrokeshire weekly update on Pure West Radio. It's Pure West Radio for Pembrokeshire and from Pembrokeshire. Can't believe it's our fourth week of our Citizens Advice Bureau Pembrokeshire updates here on Pure West Radio. And uh, here this afternoon, I've got uh, the lovely Joe Bevan, uh, who is here from Citizens Advice this afternoon. Hi, Joe. Hi, Toby. Thank you for having me back. No, it's lovely to speak to you. Can't believe it was a fortnight ago we last spoke. I know. I know. It's flown by, hasn't it? It has. So we've had a couple of questions uh, come in, which we'll get to in just a moment. But if this is the first time our, one of our uh, listeners has tuned in and think, what is this all about? Um, just tell us a little bit about Citizens Advice Bureau Pembrokeshire, Joe. OK, so for anyone who hasn't heard the previous updates, we are a charity and we have offices based in Halford West and Pembroke Dock and usually outreaches in lots of parts of the county. However, due to the current situation, we are still closed for our drop-in sessions, face-to-face appointments and all outreach sessions. A team of supervisors and trained advisors are still operating from home and we really want to reassure people we are still here. We are giving advice mainly via the phone and email at the moment. And a grand job you are all doing as well and uh, hopefully your volunteers will be back with you soon as well, Joe. Yes, we, I'd like to say hello to any of them listening today. Um, we do really miss them. It is uh, it's very different at the moment for us, like lots of people. Yeah, I could certainly imagine. Uh, so let's get on to some of the questions we've had in from our listeners. And Matthew from Nayland uh, has said, um, I've had a spam email with my details on. I've replied unsubscribed, but they continue to email me. What can I do? Okay, so a couple of points I can give you for that one is to, to try and avoid opening the emails and clicking on any links within them. Um, then to not buy anything from a spammer. So you could also risk compromising your security doing that and infecting your computer with viruses and so on. And you also should be tempted to reply as their mailboxes are usually unread. A really important point with this, which is is quite ironic really, is that you should avoid the unsubscribe options. So cynically, spammers often include this unsubscribe link. And far from actually unsubscribing yourself, what you are doing is confirming your email address is active. And actually that will make them send you more spam. There is more information, and I'm going to give you the web address now for for Matthew to look at. And that is www.bbc.co.uk forward slash webwise forward slash guides forward slash stopping dash spam dash emails. There's more options on there on, on things that you can do for that. And this is what I love about doing this update, Joe. Who would have thought actually replying unsubscribe to to a spam email would actually create you more issues? I mean, I would never have thought that. Wonderful advice. Uh, Also, another question we've had in from a listener. Sarah in Johnston said, I am unhappy with building work I've had carried out and being threatened by the person who carried out the work to pay them. But the work isn't to the standard I expected. What are my options? Okay, so... A couple of options for this one would be, so if you've had work done at home and there's a problem, it says, the, the guidance says you should be able to get it fixed or at least get some of your money back, obviously with this one that she hasn't paid yet. But whatever the problem is, the first point is to start to talk to the trader and try to come to an agreement. And if you've had the work subcontracted out, you should always take up the problem with the trader who arranged the work as a starting point. 
Before you do anything, a good idea is to, to gather any paperwork and receipts, take photos to use as evidence, and make notes about what's happened, including dates and times, and times of contact, phone calls and so on. If they haven't done a good job, they should have done the work with reasonable care and skill. This means they should have done a good job that's worth the amount they're charging you. And if they haven't done this, they are breaking the law. And you are legally entitled to ask them to fix the problem or to get a refund and stop them doing any more work. So the big question is, what can you do? So you need to let them know that you understand what you're entitled to. And on our website, which I'll give you in a, in a second, is an, a good section on consumer where it actually gives you a little bit of wording you can use if you were to like them, write them a letter. So you could send a letter or an email, and if it is a letter, I'd suggest to keep a copy and send it recorded delivery if possible. The trader should then fix the problem within a reasonable amount of time. And unfortunately, the law doesn't say what counts as reasonable, so you do have to agree that between you. If they can't or won't fix the problem, you can ask for a partial or full refund. So I can see um, from the message that Sarah hasn't paid at the moment, so I'd suggest in, in those circumstances is maybe giving us a call and I'll give you the, the details of that at the end. The um, website where you can find information and the wording that you can use is www.citizensadvice.org.uk. There is actually a consumer helpline as well, which is 0808. 2231133 and that is also something that you would need to contact if you wanted to report the trader to trading standards and it is really important to do that if they've done anything that's dangerous or unsafe you can't usually report directly to trading standards you do need to contact the consumer helpline and they will help you contact trading standards Super. Some great advice there, uh, Joe. And what a great question as well. Um, I think both of them are very valid this week and uh, very informative. Uh, so then, Joe, your chosen topic this week is debt. And uh, I think this one is uh, uh, highly talked about at the moment. And no doubt, I'm sure you're getting lots of calls uh, here in uh, Pembrokeshire and indeed nationally at Citizens Advice uh, with people struggling with bills and debts. Yes, and um, we... We are getting, still getting some calls about it. We have actually noticed a slight drop in demand at the moment. That, we believe, is due to creditors putting things on hold due to the pandemic. Obviously, things are going to start kicking off again with um, everything opening back up. So we, we do feel like that is going to be a, we're going to get increased calls for this. And there are things you can do if you're struggling to pay your bills. And it's really important you don't ignore them, as some bills can cause you more problems if you don't pay them. Yeah, whatever you do, don't ignore the letters. Don't just bury your head in the sand. The worst thing you can do. Uh, so what are the priority debts, Joe? The priority debts are debts that can cause particularly serious problems if you don't do anything about them. I'll give you some examples of priority debts. So a few are rent arrears, mortgage, mortgage arrears, secured loans, council tax arrears, gas and electricity, phone and internet. TV licence payments, court fines, unpaid income tax, national insurance or VAT, payments for goods bought on higher purchase or conditional sale, and unpaid child maintenance or child support. So lots of people are struggling at the moment and are starting to get into debt. And if you do, do need more help, please contact us as we do have a specialist debt team that can support you. So what can people do if they are struggling to, to pay their mortgage at the moment? 
You can contact your mortgage provider. They might agree to pause your mortgage payments for three months. This is called a payment deferral. You can ask for a payment deferral for somewhere you live or somewhere you've bought to let. So if your mortgage provider agrees, it won't affect your credit rating. They should agree to give you a payment deferral if you can't pay your mortgage due to the virus, for example, because you can't go out to work. But if you can, keep making your payments until the provider agrees for you to take a payment deferral. After your payment deferral, you'll still need to make up the payments that you've missed, plus interest that have been added during that three months. So this could mean that you'll either pay more each month or keep making payments for longer. And if you still can't pay at the end of three months, you can ask them for a second payment deferral of up to three months. They should usually give you one. You can ask to defer all or part of the payments. You can find out more about this on the Financial Conduct Authority's website. So what if you're behind with your mortgage payments at the moment then, Joe? What what can people do? Okay. So at the moment, they, your mortgage provider can't legally try to repossess your home until the 23rd of August 2020. They should pause any action they're already taking until the 31st of October 2020. And this is according to the, the FCA, the Financial Conduct Authority. Courts have also put all possession cases from the 27th of March 2020. If your mortgage provider is still trying to repossess your home, then I'd suggest getting help from Citizens Advice. Contact details at the end of this, obviously. Yep, we will give out all those contact details at the uh, end of the feature. Uh, so what can you do if you can't pay your rent? Okay, so this is um, something we are having calls about. So you should start by explaining the situation to the landlord straight away. They might give you more time to pay or they might agree to reduce the rent. It's always worth a chat with the landlord first. You will still need to pay your rent. So if you've fallen behind with your rent, you should start dealing with the rent arrears and we can help you with that if you, if you require help. If they don't offer to be flexible, it's a good idea to pay as much as you can afford and keep a record of what's been discussed. And a repayment plan means that you'll make smaller payments to your landlord over a longer period of time. You will have to still pay everything back, but it could be easier than paying one big lump sum in one go. Also, you could be entitled to benefits if your situation has changed due to the virus. So it's also worth contacting us about that. So if you're unable to get benefits to, with your help with your housing costs, if your income's dropped, and that's even if you're working. If you are not sure what you could get, obviously contact us. We can do a full benefit check for you. Super, some great advice there. And make sure you check those uh, benefits. We touched on that uh, last week. And you never know what you might be uh, entitled to, especially during these very difficult times. Um, so what if people are worried about being evicted? They've had these letters, you know, and, and things are starting to get a bit serious, Joe. So the government have made temporary changes to the law around eviction due to the coronavirus. Your landlord might have to give you extra notice before they can evict you now. So if your landlord gives you an eviction notice on or after the 26th of March 2020, the notice then has to be increased to three months for certain tenancy types. But if you are worried about this in any way or you've had any eviction notices or any letters from your landlord, please contact us. And if you, if you don't pay off the arrears or come to an agreement with your landlord within the notice period, they can apply for a court order. The landlord can take court action to evict you until at least the 23rd of August 2020 and if they haven't gone to court to evict you you won't have to leave your home yet they do need to get a court order
Okay, great stuff. Uh, what can people do if they can't pay their energy bills at the moment? This has actually been um, a topic of a few calls that we've had. So um, at the moment, your energy supplier won't disconnect your gas or electricity if you miss a payment. If you've got a prepayment meter, however, and you don't top it up, your energy supply could stop. If you do contact your energy supplier, they should reply if you've got an urgent problem. So an example of that would be you have a prepayment meter, you can't afford to top it up and you've already been disconnected. That would be urgent. If you can't pay or if you have problems with your energy supply, go to your energy supplier's website to check what you can do. Most of them do have a coronavirus guidance or you can contact Citizens Advice. We do have a dedicated project actually called Warmer Wales and we could refer into that if necessary. Your provider should try to help you find other ways to keep your energy supply connected if you are struggling due to coronavirus. For example, they could let someone else top it up your prepayment meter for you. They can add funds to your account. They can send you preloaded top-up cards. You do need to pay any of this credit back that they do give you. So ask them when you speak to them when and how you would pay it back. And what if you can't pay um, a bill that's maybe not as important, but, you know, say your, your mobile phone, internet or TV bill? So you should be able to get help from most providers during the coronavirus pandemic, and they are helping their customers. The first point of contact is the provider. Ask them what they can do to help you. For example, they could agree to help you by reducing your bill, giving you more time to pay, increasing your data or download limit, or moving you onto a contract that suits your needs better. Lots of people are actually on certain, for example, mobile phone contracts where they're paying for lots and lots of things and they're not really using it, like unlimited minutes. I know lots on myself as well, I don't use, I don't talk on the phone, I try to prefer to text, that sort of thing. So it's reducing things that you're not using and saving yourself some money. If you do work for the NHS, your provider might be able to give you extra help. So more data, calls or texts or upgrading your broadband if you're working from home. So it's always worth contacting them and asking what they are offering NHS staff. Lots of providers are offering extras. Yeah, lots of incentives at the moment for the NHS staff, which is uh, wonderful. Um, what can you do if you can't pay your water bill? Okay, so it's best to speak to the water company as soon as you can. If you're having problems, you could get a payment holiday on the bill or maybe move to a cheaper tariff. Welsh Water do have schemes to help reduce your costs and if you contact us we can check if you're eligible for them. They have a, a number of, of schemes for people on certain circumstances and we can always check eligibility for that. It's always worth giving us a call around that. Great. Okay, what can people do if they can't pay a county court judgment or court order? You might be able to change the amount you have to pay. So if your creditor has taken court, court action against you for a debt, they may have got a CCJ, a county court judgment, or another court order against you. This means that you have to pay back the money you owe to your creditor in instalments or in full by a certain date. Once you've got a court order, it's really important to keep to the terms. However, it is possible that due to financial circumstances changing and you've no longer been able to afford to keep to the terms of the court order, this could happen, for example, you losing your job or you're ill. And if your circumstances do change, always best to try and get the court order changed rather than falling behind with the payments. But if you do nothing, 
your creditor can then take more serious action. It's really important to contact us if you do have any CCJs or court orders and we can give you further advice. Okay, thanks, Joe. So what if you can't repay your credit cards, your store cards, if you've got any loans or catalogue debt? What, what can we do there? So your credit card company won't stop your credit card until the 31st of October 2020, even if they've told you that they, they might do that. You can ask them to reduce or pause your payments for three months, which is known as a payment deferral. Don't buy anything more on your credit card if you can avoid doing so. This will mean you can clear the debt sooner. If you're not sure whether to ask for payment deferral or you'd like to get more help on this, then obviously contact Citizens Advice. Excellent. Well, Joe, as always, thanks ever so much for all of your uh, fabulous help and advice. Some great questions answered by our listeners. And uh, also, uh, we've covered a range of different debt issues there. Hopefully, uh, it has been helpful to some of our listeners. I'm sure it has struck a chord with many of them as we've been uh, receiving some great questions and feedback on this. Uh, if anyone would like to find out any information, as more often than not, as we uh, have gone on week by week joe we found out that each case really is on its own merit so if someone would like to to contact you to go through something uh, in more detail how can they do so okay so to contact us you can call our local advice line which is 01437 806070 every weekday from 10 a.m to 2 p.m alternatively you can leave a message on the answer phone both of these are checked daily and that's Monday to Friday, and we will try to call you back the same day. The half address number is 01437 767 936, and the Pembroke dock is 01646 623104. You can contact us by email at advice at pemscab.org, and you can also send a message via the website. And the web address is www.pemscab.org. Joe, absolute star you are. Thank you so much for your time on this week's Citizen Advice Bureau Pembrokeshire Update. You're very welcome. Citizens Advice Pembrokeshire Update on Pure West Radio. Visit pemscab.org for the latest.